Hello, happy dwellers, and welcome to the Happy Dwelling Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here with me today, and I hope you have been well and are creating those great habits so your dwelling place can be a happy one. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Dwelling Podcast. I love to have, I love saying that just because it's it's so smooth. It just rolls off the tongue very well. Um, but also because I missed you guys, I took another week off. So um, I'm glad to be back. It's always a wonderful thing to come back here and bring another topic to your attention that could be beneficial to you. And if it's not beneficial to you, it could be beneficial to somebody that you know. So that's what we're here for. And that's what we're doing. Today's gratefulness corner which I didn't prep this ahead of time, but I'm grateful for having so many people in my corner. It's a beautiful thing to have a community and it's a beautiful thing to have a bunch of people that will be there to support you when you need that support. And lately in my life, I've been shown on multiple occasions that I've got a lot of people in my corner and I am very grateful for that because it could be the opposite way. So that is my gratefulness corner. Let me know down below in your review or or if this is on YouTube in the comment section what you're grateful for because we want to start off the, the day nice and right and, and beautiful. And I think gratefulness is one of those things that brings us back to the present and it lets us know, hey, our lives aren't as bad as it might seem on the surface. So yes, with that being said, today's topic is one that has been heavy on my heart because of quite frankly, financial strains that I've been dealing with on my own. And I know that I'm not the only one out here. The more I talk to people, the more I understand that, man, everybody's going through it. And because everybody's going through it, everybody can use some tips and tricks on how to eat healthy on a budget. Um, I know some people have it worse than others. And so this is my disclaimer. Everybody isn't going to benefit from these these tips equally. And I understand that, you know, some people, if you really don't have it, you just don't have it. And so that's another story for itself. But if you've got a little bit of something and you just want to cut back or you want to just improve your, your eating habits with what you do have, these are some tips that could be helpful for you. And I don't expect this podcast to be as long as, as others, just because, um, it's just really short tips and tricks but I do hope you benefit from it in some way. So with that being said, let's get into it. My tip number one is to waste less. The stat that I believe came out in 2020 and has been around for forever is that 40% of food is in this country is wasted. And that doesn't have to be you necessarily. It's an average, but ultimately food is being wasted. And I don't know about you, but when I go into the grocery store and I don't have a plan, it's like, oh yeah, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. I end up buying way more than I should. And what happens is when I don't have a plan for it, it'll sit in the back of my cupboard or in the back of my refrigerator forever and I won't touch it. Um, and then next thing you know, when I'm doing a, a clean out, oh, this thing is expired or I've never used this. And if there is not a plan associated with that item, then I end up wasting it. Also without a plan, I end up just buying more snacks and things that are just unhealthy. So I guess I've gone kind of gone into more than one of my tips. That's actually my second tip is to be more intentional about your food 
your meals, your snacks, all the things. I literally have a note section in my phone of foods that I generally make and I make well, things I don't need recipes for, things that I can make quickly and effectively. I have one for the the spring and summer and then I have one for the fall and the winter um, just so that I can switch around the meals based on the seasons. And um, it helps me to stay on track. It helps me to, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going into this grocery store to get and it helps me to stay on track, especially when I go to Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is a trap, y'all. It's a trap, all right? They will put every little, every type of appealing food will be there and it is a trap. So definitely go in there with a plan and that will help you to waste less and it'll help you to spend less as well. So going back to that food waste thing, one of the ways that I find helps me to waste less food, let's say a recipe calls for cilantro and I don't use cilantro all the time in all of my meals. And so now I have a bunch of cilantro. Something you can do with that cilantro is you can blend it up and put it in like a spice with onions and garlic and tomatoes, whatever peppers, whatever it is that you like, you can make that into a form of like a spice blend. And that can go in just about anything that you cook. It might change the flavor profile a little bit, but it tastes delicious. And it's one way that you can save that cilantro or use it in another recipe where uh, you don't end up just letting that bunch sit in the fridge and boil away until it's time to be thrown out. Another thing you can do with that is you can freeze it. And this is going into another one of my tips. We underestimate the freezer section of our house, the freezer section of the grocery store, all the things. If you were to take that cilantro, cut off the stems, you can put it in ice cube trays, put some oil in it, freeze that joint. Now you have cilantro and oil, cilantro and some olive oil. You can use it in your next recipe by heating it up and now you have cilantro or you can blend it up put it in the ice cube tray again and now you have cilantro you can add water whatever the case may be whatever flavor profile you're looking for or even what i said before like mixing it with onions and garlic and peppers you can also take that and freeze it and now you have your own spice blend that's on demand and it doesn't have to sit in the fridge for however long there's a whole bunch of options when it comes to this and i think that we underestimate the freezer when it comes to a lot of things even when it comes to fruits and vegetables. Ultimately, I believe that the American diet would be a thousand percent improved if people ate more fruits and vegetables, and if they removed a lot of the processed food that they eat. Those two things sound very simple, but if you really look at our lifestyles and our budgets and things of that nature, it becomes a complex task. I say all that to say, when I'm talking about eating healthy on a budget, I'm usually talking about improving those, eating those, eating more fruits and vegetables, and then once again, lowering that processed food intake. So when it comes to the fruits and vegetables, if we buy, let's say, berries, berries don't last long in the fridge. So if we don't eat it within a certain amount of time, it wastes, it goes to waste. Instead of allowing it to go to waste, we can then freeze it. When you freeze the berries, you can use it in a smoothie. You can add it to pancake batter once it defrosts. You can 
do so many different things with that. Add it to oatmeal. I usually use frozen berries or frozen fruit in general. And I add it to my oatmeal just so that it could just have another flavor profile. And I don't have to think about buying a specific fruit for that meal. And it helps a whole lot. My daughter's a weirdo. She likes eating frozen fruit. So that works really well for me. Uh, I literally just buy frozen fruit most of the time and I don't mind defrosting it and just like eating it if it's a berry or blueberry strawberry is a little bit different but for blueberries I don't mind that and it's not it's not bad you can actually find them organically and even like let's say wild blueberries even I get this one from Trader Joe's and it would be much much it's much cheaper in the frozen version than the fresh version so that's another way to save some money but also incorporate you know, those health, healthy fruits and vegetables in your diet. Also, I'm a big fan of frozen vegetables as well. Frozen vegetables tend to be cheaper um, if you're buying green beans. And like I said, I like to buy things organic as well. Organic green beans are going to cost me like $5 if I buy them fresh. They're going to cost me like $3 if I buy them frozen. And so it's a win-win situation for me. A lot of people have issues with frozen vegetables because there is a process where they um, they blanch the frozen vegetables. So the reason they do this is because in order to preserve it, there's an enzyme that lives in these frozen vegetables. I mean, excuse me, not in these vegetables. And if you don't blanch it, and by that, I mean putting it in hot water and then putting it in an ice bath and then freezing it, that's the process of, um, creating those frozen vegetables. Usually if you don't do that, the enzyme will destroy it and you will not be able to actually have any type of frozen vegetable. Like, it will just kill it. And so, yes, the nutrient profile is different, but usually nine times out of ten, let's say you're making broccoli or, like I said, green beans, you're going to cook that those green beans anyway. So I don't really see what the big problem is um, concerning that. Uh, like I said, some people have problems with that, but it's not that big of a deal if you really look at it. Okay, going back to tip number two. I'm all over the place, y'all. Forgive me. When you are being intentional about your meals, try to also look for simple recipes, right? Like some of us like to chef it up in the kitchen. We like to do the most. That's me sometimes. Like I like to really get creative and try out different flavor profiles. If you're on a budget, you know, that might not be the time for that. You can carve out some time and some money for that specifically, but ultimately you want to stick with what you know, stick with what works best and stick with what uses the least amount of ingredients. With that being said, you also want to shop shop sales. So for things like rice or pasta or even when fruits and vegetables are on sale, like I mentioned before, we can always freeze them. You want to go ahead and try to buy more of those things during that time so that you have it at a later date. Um, I know pastas are usually on sale pretty often, so that one is the one that pops in my head the most, but there are other things that go on sale, whether that's tomato sauce or whatever it is that you like to cook or eat, you can get them on sale. And when they are on sale, go ahead and stock up because that will save you money in the long run, even if it hurts a little bit more as of right now. So this one I think is like really revolutionary and I don't know, I don't know much people to say this, but I'm going to say it. If you were to eat more plant-based sources of protein, and I'm not talking about the prepackaged veggie meat that you get in the freezer aisle of the grocery store, I'm talking about 
the actual like beans, peas, and lentils, if you were to actually use some of that as your protein sources and substitute that for meat in some of your meals, it would lower the cost of every meal tremendously. And that's because lentils and beans are fairly cheap. And the problem is most people don't know how to cook them correctly. But if you learn to cook them correctly, it could actually be a very good meal altogether. And even if you get them dried, like the canned beans are starting to go up in price. And I understand that not everybody wants to eat out of a can. But if you learned how to properly soak your beans or put them in a pressure cooker so that you can have your beans ready for dinner, um, it might be worth it just because now you're paying a dollar and change for a bag of beans versus between 4 and $15 for some chicken or whatever the cost is for beef. I don't really buy beef like that, but it really, really does lower the cost. And if you're not a big fan of actually using beans or lentils, that's fine. A uh, animal-based source of cheap protein would be eggs. Um, incorporating eggs into your your dinners could make a big difference. Um, it's not something that we naturally think of. We think of eggs as a breakfast food, but eggs can be eaten at any time of day and it could tremendously lower your cost of food if you were to eat those eggs. Um, if you were to eat those eggs in dinner, like let's say you're making a stir fry. I like to make vegetable stir fries. Sometimes I put tofu, sometimes I put beans, but a lot of times I put eggs in my stir fry because it's another source of protein and it still gets gets the job done. All right. It's funny because like I like to buy organic foods. Once again, I'm a little bougie and organic chicken is like $15 for like a couple of thighs. And I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't have, I don't have the funds for that. Like we're not doing that. And I've been incorporating way more vegetarian meals in my diet because of that. And I know not everybody eats organic, but if you're not eating organic, I know the chicken would be much, much cheaper, but also the quality is a lot less. So depends on what you're looking for when you go shopping for your groceries. Another tip I would say is when it comes to purchasing fruits and vegetables, bananas are always cheap. Apples are usually cheap. Cucumbers are usually cheap. Um, and then if you get non-prepackaged green leafy vegetables, those are also usually cheap and it ends up being a decent amount of food. So, um, yeah, you just have to put a little bit of work into cleaning them, but ultimately they will be much, much cheaper than if you were to get the triple washed lettuce in, in the, the plastic container. And it's better for the environment. You don't have plastic containers. So there's that as well. Um, I know not all fruits and vegetables have this same amount. You can't apply this. But sometimes when a fruit is in season, you'll find that it'll be much, much cheaper. And so that's another time for you to get that specific fruit. And you're eating in season, which is awesome for your gut microbiome. Everything's good for your gut microbiome. I always bring it back to gut microbiome. I hope you guys aren't sick of me saying that yet. But yeah, like diversifying the type of foods that you eat by eating in season, you are now allowing your body to um, be exposed to different microbes and different types of fibers and vitamins and nutrients. And so, yeah, you definitely want to get those things in season as much as possible. And like I said in the beginning, when I gave my disclaimer, I know not everybody is in the same space financially and not everybody can 
do all these tips that I have given or apply it because some people are really dealing with poverty out here. But if you can, do it. And also, um, just remember, no matter how hard things get, just do what you can and give yourself grace. Give yourself grace because this can be really difficult, especially if you're trying really hard, but the money, the the math ain't math in terms of finances and bills. Like that's a reality for a lot of people. But when it comes to health, there are other domains that are literally free that we can take advantage of. And some of that includes like getting out and getting some fresh air. The air inside has so many more, and I don't remember the statistic off the top of my head, so much more pollutants than the air outside. So literally by just breathing in the outside air, you're improving your health. By going outside and getting the sunlight, vitamin D, that's essential for so many things in your body and it's free. So if you can go outside, play outside, chill outside, sit on your porch and read a book, whatever the case may be, get outside because that's free. Um, another thing we can do is move our body. Exercise is always important, no matter how hard or not hard we go, even just going for a walk. It's moving your body and it's helping your overall health. Um, and then lastly, we can also work on our mental health. Our mental health can be worked on through talking to someone, whether you can afford therapy or not. That can just be talking to a friend. You can meditate, um, Meditation has so many helpful qualities, especially when it comes to reducing stress in your life, and that can help your overall mental health tremendously. And then I like to personally journal because that's like talking to someone without actually talking to someone, and it gets all your thoughts and feelings out and helps you to have a clearer mind. Um, but yeah, so don't forget that eating healthy is important, but there are all also other domains of health that are free that we can also tap into. So yeah, that's the podcast for the for today. Um, if you have any questions, you can DM me at Happy Dwelling Podcast on Instagram, and um, I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next one. Bye, y'all. That is all I have for you all today. Thank you so much for spending your time listening to me. I hope you join me in the next one to learn more about health topics that can help you improve your life, so you can be happy in your dwelling place. Love y'all. Bye.